Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, Art Thou the King of the Jews? It shall be focused on the study of John chapter 18. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. and We thank Thee, Lord, that we are citizens of a kingdom that's not fashioned with hands, a kingdom of the Heavenly Father which lives within us. And We thank Thee, Father, that through Your election we've been found not worthy, but Your grace has been sufficient for us. We pray, Father, may the word that we listen to today continue to mold us and fit us into your kingdom even more snugly and remove all the earthly mindedness out of us and for we know father we are we seek a city whose builder and maker is god help us to be faithful while we're while we're here in the name of jesus christ we pray amen up next we shall listen to john chapter 18 chapter 18 when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden, into the which he entered, and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way, that the same might be fulfilled which he spake. Of them which thou gavest me have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him, and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest, and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? He saith, I am not. And the servants and officers stood there, who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold. And they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. 
I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple whither the Jews always resort, and in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? Now Annas had sent him bound into Caiaphas the high priest, and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham, titled, The Falling Apart of the World. This was preached in 1962 on December the 16th. We'll begin at paragraph 161. I trust you find it to be a blessing. I was driving with a dear old soul yesterday, going up to pray for a sick child. And uh, when we got to the sick child, the family didn't want us to pray for it. This is this man's idea. However, on the road up, this lady said, an old lady, about 81 years old, smart, brilliant woman, very nice. But she said, I think what ought to take place, see, I think, that all the churches ought to come together and be one. That's exactly what the devil thinks. <laughs> but God wants a separation of his church from the things of the world. Amen. 
You don't want it mixed up in church politics. See? And what if God sent a Messiah to the world and that's, that lady was only thinking the thoughts of the whole world? What's the Confederation of Church but the same thought? What's the World Council of Churches but for the same purpose to achieve that very thought? Is that right? Well, then lady, that lady won't express the thoughts of the world. But here's God's thoughts in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We got no right to take different from that. That's God's thoughts expressed to us. We find the world falling apart and we're crying for something, let's receive it. Now, if it receives and tries to lead us off the politics, that's the very thing that's corrupted us. I have a little something to tell the national leader of this Christian business. Man. It's a fine group of people. But if they get started in the wrong way, they'll go to powder like the rest of them and become a denomination. I want you to pray for me. And pray for this man. I've got to go. I've got a vision from the Lord for him. If they don't make the turn, if they go on, they're coming to an organization. And when they do, God's through with it. That's right. See, men can't get together unless you try to get their own ideas. That's the reason God takes individuals. God don't deal, never did deal with the denomination. No place in history that ever did. He deals with individuals. One man. That's right. But we try to get a group of men together and say it's this way and that way and so forth. First thing you know, great, smart, brilliant minds, these giants that the devil has sent in come in and say, well, it should be this. I can prove it to you. No matter what you can prove, if it's contrary to that word, stay away from it. That's right. Carry it away with every wind of doctrine. Blow it anywhere and blow up at any time. It's true. Russia today is looking for an anointed Messiah. What are they looking for? What if God sent them an anointed Messiah? A lamb like he did 1900 years ago. They'd get rid of it just like Herod did. <laughs> Try their best. They'll get rid of it. What's Russia's opinion of a Messiah? They want a science. They want an anointed a scientist. A genius that can conquer the world for them, that can beat them, the rest of the world, to the moon, who can conquer the outer space, who can take them beyond the stars. That's the kind of a Messiah Russia's looking for. Oh, God. Now, listen. We're Christmas time again. What if they got it? Then look to something contrary to that. What would the rest of the people that God created come to? See, God knows what we need, not what we want. Now, study on that. What if Russia got their anointed? Now, they wouldn't receive a lamb. Oh, no. They wouldn't receive it. No, sir, they don't want it. That's all there is to it. They just don't want it. They don't want nothing like that. They want an anointed Messiah. Well, Messiah means an anointed one. So then, if they want an anointed one, but they want an anointed scientist, a genius, who can take the atoms and split them, who can conquer space, who can take Russia to the moon and look back and pat himself on the chest and say, the rest of you world of dogs, service. That's it. That's what Russia wants. Oh, yes, sir. You know, the whole world cried, Germany cried for one of them not long ago. They got one. <laughs> look what they got with it, too. 
You understand, don't you? They got a Hitler. And what did they get themselves? Chaos! That's what these anointed messiahs count to if you reject God's Messiah. What did they get? When the Pentecostal blessings struck Russia, uh, Germany, they rejected the message. They laughed at him and put him in jail. What did they do? They rejected the cross and they got a double cross, the swastika. You don't receive mercy, then there's nothing left but judgment. Amen. That's true, friend. Now, look where they're at today. Notice, they have no membership nowhere. They're just a broke-up people. They accepted the wrong Messiah. And if Russia get one like that, no matter how much they accept their genius, it'll come to the same thing. It'll destroy the whole nation. India today wants an anointed one. They want a Messiah. I remember Messiah means anointed. They want an anointed one. What do they want? They want one that will feed them. Give them something to eat. Call them without working for it. <laughs> just walk up and down the streets and throw it out from one side to the other. There you are. They won't work. They just want to beg. So they want some kind of a holy man to rise up who can reach up in the top of the trees and shake it bread and meat and, and things down up on top of them. And they sit around and eat and sleep the rest of the day and get up and have the best of clothes. And that's, that's the kind of Messiah that India wants. Russia wants a scientific genius for their anointed Messiah this Christmas. That's what they want to be given. India wants a Messiah who could feed them and clothe them without working. America, what do you want? What's your opinion, America? You've been crying for a Messiah. This is tape. You've been crying for a Messiah. What do you want? You got what you wanted. Amen. You want a politician. Amen. You got it. Now, what are you going to do with it? Go to skin you. That's exactly what it's going to do. Go to send you to your grave. You wanted it. You got your desire. Now, what are you going to do with it? It's on your hands now. Modern Ahab and Jezebel. The very thing that you run here for freedom, you pulled yourself right back into it again, but that's what you wanted. You wanted some flat top Ricky, modern Elvis of the day, you got it. You want a smart, educated politician with a genius brain, you got it. How did you do it? By crooking a machine of politics to bring it in. Pull it over the good people's eyes. I'm neither Democrat nor Republican, I'm a Christian. Both sides are rotten. But when a man that did at least display the thoughts and hopes of Christianity on the other side, and then you turn around and set up machines to do what? To elect the genius that you wanted. How did you do it? You put them on the television, scattered across the country. Oh, my. Trying to test the mental powers between the two presidents and elect. Amen. You elected the one you thought that had the genius brain and not looking what was behind it. Amen. You see what you got in your bargain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Christmas again. Yeah. America got her Messiah. 
What are you going to do with him? Watch him what he does to you. You just remember, just like Hitler did to Germany. You just remember. Keep that on your mind. It is taped. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yet there was still enough from these revivals that's passed the country, enough decent people left with God-fearing minds in them that would have made the thing and held it a little longer, but you invented yourself by your mechanics a machine that could cheat on votes and your own newspaper scattered it across the country. And you've done nothing about it to straighten it up. But you got it. That's kind of a sigh they wanted, so I guess they may be at rest. They got a genius, a brain. Sure, smart, highly educated, and you know good and well the, the teaching of your Lord that the wicked people of the day or every day has always been the smart people. Don't you know it was Cain's people that become scientists and genius while God's people were shepherds and so forth? Blown down to the destruction. And it was them humble peasant farmers and so forth that was saved in the ark and the genius was destroyed. Don't you know Jesus said the children of this day, this world is, is, is wiser and smarter than the children of the kingdom? Wow, they're lambs. They need a leader. Amen. And they try to choose their leader by intellects, the smart does, but the humble chooses their leader, which is the Holy Ghost. That's exactly what the church has done. The denominational giants, the church chose. While the real body of Christ chose the Holy Spirit and His Word. Depends on what you're letting lead you. A lamb has to be led. And that's where we've got to. Now they have their Messiah. They're anointed educator. Smart, brilliant. Oh, my. There has never been a president stand up as smart as that man. Why, he'll stand around and put the... Will, I think today or tonight or sometime next day or two, I heard it in the broadcast coming the other day, that just ask him any question you want to. Sure. Just a, an educated machine. That's what the America trusted in. Now I see where you're going to get with it. You rejected America. You rejected the message of Christ. You rejected the Holy Ghost, which was confirmed before you even right in your own capital buildings, Amen. where the power of Christ showed Himself to know the thoughts of man and could heal the sick and could discover the secret places of the heart and do exactly what God said would happen in the last days and the eternity. Amen. It wasn't polished enough. It was born in a manger. It stunk to the nation. Remember your politics and church and it is stinks before God do. God loves a sweet smelling Savior of humility. The church don't want that. A false humility. God wants real humility. That's what He loves. Now, they have their educated giants. The church, it's wanting a Messiah. Well, what's it's wanting? It's wanting a genius denominational system. Anointed one. To, to let them bring them into a spot. Let me take my time here. So that you be sure that it's gotten here and abroad. The church today wants an anointed genius who has everything so fixed up that they can live in the world 
Women can cut their hair, paint their faces. Men can marry four or five times and still be deacons. Or they can do anything they want to do and still maintain their confession as being Christians. You're going to get it. You don't want God's Messiah, the anointed Word, the Word made manifest, the Word bringing itself forward. You don't want that God sent it to you. But the church don't want that. They want their creed. And they want a genius that can fix creeds to where everything bows to it. You'll get it. It's on its road. you got a lot of children to it, but there's going to be a grandpapa raised up one of these days, a Pharaoh who doesn't know Joseph. That's what you wanted. That's what the church, you can see the very way they're doing. Yes, sir, the very way. Revelation 17 plainly explains it. Of the old whore and her daughters. Exactly. And they'll all go back home to Mama. And it's on its road right now to make one universal church. You're going to get just exactly the nominations, what you want. Hear me? It will come to pass them. Now I may be gone by that time. But those who won't accept that, when the evening lights begin to fall and go out, they look around. They see they're forced into something by their denomination, and their denomination has tucked it to save their faces, which you'll all do it. But those people who don't want that system, that's accepted God's system, the Holy Spirit in the Word. They say, that man must have been right. Maybe too late then. We see Episcopalians, Presbyterians, Baptists, everything coming into the full gospel businessmen, everything trying to seek the Holy Ghost. Does people not realize that that's the very hour that the bridegroom come when the sleeping virgin tried to come and buy oil? That's when Jesus said the bridegroom came and went in and they didn't get in. What's the matter with these men? Holler over that when the Bible proves they didn't get in. And while they were trying to do this, the bridegroom came. And they were cast in outer darkness. What was it? They might have had all kinds of motions, all kinds of makeups, all kinds of uh, sensations that might have looked like evidence that, but the church has done sealed in and she was gone. Mm -hmm. That might be prophecy. (laughs) They want something. They want something how they can live any way they want to. That's what the church worlds are looking for. Somebody that can, they can go to the biggest church in the city where all the celebrity of the city belongs. They can have the highest spire on the building. They can have the best organ. They can have a, the, the pews. They can have a minister that won't say a word to them about the way they live. If they want to dance, they want to put on some kind of show, they want to wear shorts, they want to bob their hair, or they want to do these things, they can uh, smoke cigarettes, or just practice social drinking. That's practices in the churches. Just modern drinking. 
just teach your children to drink, but not too much. Not to be excessive with it. Smoke, but not, not to the excessive. Wear anything you want to, but just try to keep yourself as decent as you know how a plank can. See? Oh, that hypocrisy. That anointed devil. That thing called denomination. That thing called religion. It's of the devil. Back to Christ and His Word. Save yourself from this unregeneration. Repent, every one of you. Before it's too late to repent. And it could be that at any time. We see the sleeping virgin acting the way she does. Look like it ought to scare people out of their wits. But instead I think, oh, glory, isn't this wonderful? Hallelujah. Oh, my. How far away can people get? What kind of condition can they get into? With their politic mind, with their modern conception, knowing more about God's Word than a Hottentot does about an Egyptian night. Right. Just a, a theological conception of it or some psychological thing that's been presented to them in a way of a creed or some kind of thing. And Pentecost is lousy with it. Excuse that expression. A lot of this thing of women preachers and so forth, it's grassroots to it. Right. There you are. Dance, rock and roll, education. That's kind of a, a, a church that the world wants. That's what kind of a Messiah they want, one that can unite them together. You're going to get one. The spirit of it's already working among the children of man. Right. Still profess Christianity. They'll get it. God sent them, sent upon the, uh, us in 1963, if God would send upon us in 1963, the same anointing that He did back there at the beginning, we would refuse it, as they did then. Because if that anointed one, Messiah, did come to the church, He would be the same as the Bible said He was. Hebrews 13, 8, it said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Then if we pray for a Messiah, an anointed one, what, do we want a religious politician? Do we want a military genius? Do we want an educated scientist? And you want a lamb. Want a lamb that will bring you back. No glory to themselves, but back to the Word. Back. One that will tell you the truth regardless of what it is. See, Stay right with it. Line it up. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. If He come today, He'd be like He was then. He would stay exactly with the Father's Word. He'd be sure that every word that had been promised in the Bible was made manifest to the sons of man. That's exactly. Jesus said, who can prove of me a sin? Who can accuse me of sin, unbelief? If everything the Father didn't say that I'd do if I haven't done it, then tell me where I missed it. Amen. Amen. Tell me where I'm short. Amen. Amen. You know, sin is unbelief. <laughs> we know that. Who can show me where I haven't fulfilled, he said, every word the Father said I would do? Amen. Who can put their finger on me and say I didn't do it? 
Which one of you? And what did they get off his back? Because it was prophesied that they'd do that. But he'd keep the Father's Word just exactly like he did the first place. He'd keep that just exactly because he couldn't change because God is the Word. For that's just exactly what he is. He is the Word. And he's the Word what? He is the Holy Spirit that takes the Word of God and manifests it. That's exactly what Jesus Christ, when God the Spirit, the Father, was made flesh among us in the form of His Son, He taken the Word of God and manifested it, showed it to the people. And they didn't want that kind. They had their own creeds. They had their own denominations. That was contrary to all their denominations. Therefore, they didn't receive it. And it would be the same thing today. If Messiah would come, he would take the things as God's promise here in, these, in the Bible and would manifest them before the sons of men and every denomination would turn him down. They don't want it. They don't have nothing to do with it. But that's, that's what God would send them. If he sent them anything, it would be that. And then they'd condemn it and they'd bring condemnation upon themselves, upon this race of people, just like the Jews did in that day and the rest of them. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what he would do? If Messiah would come in 1963, you know what he'd do? He'd tear out every denomination we got. He'd strip that thing to the ground. Well, they'd say, what would he would Dr. So-and-so, Dr. So-and-so? He'd say, you are your father, the devil, and his works you do. Exactly what he would say. He wouldn't pull a punch on him in any way. He didn't in the beginning, and he's the same today as he was then. Anything was contrary to the word, he'd call it that. He'd say, you are your father, the devil, and his works you do. Do things contrary to his word. Right? And the Messiah's sign would follow him. Right? Then he'd stand up to him and say, how have I not fulfilled what this taking place? Which way you can condemn me of unbelief. But they'd try to make a puppet out of him. Pack him around from place to place like that Pharisee did. Brought him down there to give some entertainment to get a big bunch of guests around because to prove that he wasn't a prophet. Amen. You know the story I teach on that. They'd do the same thing today for what he could get together to bring around for their entertainment. They'd do the same thing. Amen. And he'd go. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. He'd go. For he always goes where he's invited. When he knew what that Pharisee was going to do. Amen. He knew that Pharisee had no use for him. Amen. He knew there's a trump up the sleeve somewhere. Amen. And Pharisees had nothing to do with it. They hated him. And this old Simon wanted to come down there so he could bring a crowd around his place. Amen. He knew it. He walked on in. Did he pay much attention to him? It was the dignitaries he was paying attention to. He sat back with unwashed feet. <laughs> It'd be the same thing today. They don't want Christ. They don't want God's way. Yes, see. Yeah, Jesus would say, You are of your father the devil. And those men kept that laws and things and everything in their denomination, creed just to the letter of their wash pots. And Jesus said, You've taken your creeds and made God's word of non effect. For your traditions. Amen. Hebrews 9, 12 says, over there, I believe, no, it's Hebrews 12, uh, no, 9, 12, I believe it is. Somewhere right along in there, he said that when we are 
cleansed and pardoned, we are purified from dead carnal works. And when we are truly pardoned of our sins by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost comes into us and we're dead with carnal works. Oh, you Pentecostal church, why did you make such a mistake? You blind leading the blind. Don't you know you come out of that 50 years ago and draw this group of people right back into it? Can't you hear the word of the Lord? Dry bones, what's the matter with you? You won't receive what's sent to you. They wouldn't then, they won't now. Now, what do you know? Again, so again, his plans and the plans of the world of denomination and creed is falling apart. Man's plans is falling apart. God never offered us a creed. He never offered us a denomination. I want somebody to show me the Bible where he did. I can show you where he told you not to do it. You show me where he said do it. You said, then, Brother Branham, what did Jesus offer, man? A kingdom. Hallelujah. And he's a king. King of saints. Lord of lords. He offered us a kingdom. Not a politician denominational system, but a kingdom. He said to Pilate, Pilate said, are you the king of the Jews? He said, you said it. He said, if my kingdom was of this world, my man would fight for me. But my kingdom is of above. And why are we to hold of these things of the world when we are children of the kingdom which is above? See, there's something wrong somewhere. But we wasn't offered a system. We wasn't offered an organization. We wasn't offered a a political uh, rulership of the world, but we were given a kingdom of meekness as the life of the Lamb is in us. Not of the world. You're no more of the world. Little children, you're not of the world. I pray, Father, that as I am not of the world, they may not be of the world. That's what Jesus prayed for us. And yet we turn right back around and put ourselves in worldly hookups in there where all kinds of people are taken in. Now, you know there's not a church in the world but what's full of hypocrites. And Jesus said, don't yoke yourself up among unbelievers. So why yoke up to an organization when the kingdom of God is offered to you that you're born into it? And there's not a hypocrite in it. All pure, unadulterated sons and daughters of God. That believe his word from Genesis or Revelations. It stays with it. Their life proves it and God confirms his word to it. Hallelujah. That's the Messiah. That's the wife of Messiah. God sits in that system, teachers, pastors, prophets, and so forth to keep that Messiahship of his straight in there. Not mixed up with denominational creeds, but weeds that thing out and keep the church pure, unadulterated to Christ. And his word. You think the church will receive that? They'll kick it out. <laughs> they want nothing to do with it. They got their own political system. And as the United States got its genius, so is the church going to get its genius. You look at it. You just watch. It's on its road right now. They've done twisted themselves into it. But we got a kingdom. 
And in this kingdom, it has eternal life. Not membership, but eternal life. And it is governed by an eternal king. An eternal kingdom full of eternal life controlled by an eternal king to an eternal people that were predestinated before the foundation of the world for those who He foreknew, He called, and those who He called, He justified, and those who He justified, He has glorified. Hebrews 11. That's right. That depends on what you're looking for. If you're Abraham, you're looking for that kingdom. I can show it to you this morning. Yes, sir. Now, an eternal kingdom full of eternal life, controlled by an eternal king, by his eternal word, to a predestinated eternal people. There it is. Why? It always was, always will be, never had a beginning or an end. In the mind of God, it was at the very, when it was with God eternally. And the purpose of God will be carried out. So this world's falling apart. Let her fall apart. That's all right. Let's go do it anyhow. What did Micah say here? What did Micah speak of here? The mountains will mold. It'll run like wax and pour over like a, a glacier squirting up. Or some kind of a geyser. There. She'll melt and fall away, but Jehovah will remain forever. Amen. All flesh is grass. The breath of God blows up on it with its fire, grass, how beautiful it withers away, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen. Isaiah 40 is prophesying of the coming of the Messiah said that. All our creeds, denominational systems, educators, genius, and everything else will perish, but the word of God shall remain forever. Amen. Upon this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell can't prevail against it. We're Christmas time. I didn't know he was getting this time of day either. I just get lost when I think of the need of the hour. I'll hurry. Yeah. And we are born into this kingdom. And can we, we Christians who believe and are in this kingdom, now over in the book of, of the Hebrews, we read a while ago, for we receive a kingdom... Amen. Not receive a creed. Amen. Not receive a system. Amen. We receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. Amen. The world's falling apart. That's true. And every politician, every denomination, and every church will fall to pieces. But we receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. For if they who rejected him who spoke from Mount Sinai and the earth shook beneath his voice, how much more see that you don't reject who? Him, his word. That speaks from heaven from his kingdom. For we are in a kingdom that cannot be moved. Everything that's outside of that, God sent everything and made it fragile so it would break in its fragile condition like that, it's got to break its fragile. But remember that we got a kingdom that's solid. 
And when everything else falls and give away, no wonder Eddie Pruitt said, On Christ the solid rock I stand all other grounds of sinking thing. A kingdom, not a political system, not a political system, not a church system, not a denominational system. It all becomes Pharisees and doctors of the devil. But we receive a kingdom, an eternal king, who is the eternal word, who has eternal life, by his eternal word to his eternal people who has eternal life. And we're partakers of this. Oh, my. That's the thing. Now, anything that pulls you away from that is wrong. That's a false Messiah, a false anointing. Oh, he said that brother had such anointing. <laughs> what kind of anointing? Hitler had an anointing too. Khrushchev's got one also. Pope Pius has one also. What kind of anointing you got? If it's not anointed with this word and vindicate every word to be truth, leave it alone. If it don't produce itself, then it isn't germatized. It'll show its color. Or say, but that was for another age. We Leave that thing alone. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen. So when this world falls apart, we are born into a kingdom that cannot fall apart. You believe the world's falling apart? Its systems are falling apart. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the economical system's falling apart? The political system's falling apart. The national UN system is falling apart. The church is falling apart. The denominations are falling apart. Everything is falling apart. But we got a kingdom that cannot be moved. It's an eternal kingdom of God. It cannot be moved. We are told that the new system of this denomination of bringing this year World Council Churches will bring peace to the earth. What a what a disregard! What a a nasty slam in the face of Christ! What an irreverent, sacrilegious thing that is. So the devil, a man can organize something better than God can send him. The Tower of Babel. It's another Babylon that must fall. Peace on earth. A false Messiah. An Antichrist in his teaching. How are you going to throw these denominations together when they won't even, they can't even agree with one another now when they're broke up in little systems like that? How about all joining together and getting over there? See, it's a false setup. It's all done to throw Protestantism into Romanism. A false Antichrist teaching. God's kingdom is not of this world. Jesus said so. My kingdom is not of this world. So if that kingdom is organized in this world, it's a false Messiah. This Messiah is going to be offered to the Protestant church pretty soon if they'll take. Because they're looking for it. They're looking for this system who can make Well, now, we Methodists and Baptists, sure, we, we kind of agree together, you know. We, we Presbyterian, we Pentecostals. Oh, what's the difference of them, brother? There is a difference. God makes you different. Well, well, we just sacrifice this. Uh, and your great evangelical teaching, you give it up. 
How you go to go in there with a bunch of them people that don't believe anything? Some of them atheists and false messiahs, what it is. It's right. Yes, sir. Now, God's kingdom is not of this world. And when Christ was here, He gave us the program of this kingdom. He gave us the program of God's kingdom, the Father's kingdom, which is His Word. Now, if you want to know how you get into that kingdom, this Word's got it. If you come in at any other door, you've got to come in the same door the rest of them come in by. If you try to make some other uh, entrance, why, you're the same as a thief and a robber. And it said, whosoever shall add one word to this or take one word from it, the same will be taking this part out of the book of life. So if you claimed you had your name on the book of life, if you did, don't get it taken off. When Peter on the day of Pentecost opened the door to the kingdom, he did. The kingdom had just been set up at Jerusalem. I want some man to tell me that the church began at Rome. I want somebody to prove that to me. The church never began at Rome. The church began in Jerusalem. The kingdom was set up on the day of Pentecost. And when man wanted to know how to get into this kingdom, Peter said, Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, because that's what puts them into the kingdom. Any other policy through denomination or handshake or anything else is false Messiah. No matter how popular you are, how prominent you'll be, and you might be a deacon, even a pastor, a bishop, or elder, or state overseer. No matter what you are, it's false. You come back to God's humble lamb in his kingdom. Now, watch. And he gave us a program, the Father's Word. And the true believer holds on to it because he can't help it. It's the kingdom of God in him. And like Abraham, he calls anything contrary to God's Word as though it wasn't. Amen. If anybody tells you that denominations of God, you stay what, like Abraham. Amen. If anybody tells you you must be sprinkled or some kind of a little something system or something contrary to God's Word, don't you believe it. You count it as though it wasn't. If they say, why not, dear, it don't hurt for you to do this, don't you believe it when God says, say, it don't hurt for the women to cut their hair when God's Word says it's an abomination to him to do it. When you say, why, I wear slacks, I don't wear shorts. God said a woman that'll put on a garment pertains to a man, it's an abomination to him. The Bible said it's wrong for a woman to cut her hair, it's even uncommon for her to pray, and it's so forth like that, even with her head uncovered, she dishonors her own head. God forbids it, and that system, it tells you it's all right to do it. Don't you believe it? It's a false anointed. It's a false Christ. It's against God's Word. The righteous hold on to the Word of God because it's a program of God's eternal system. When God made a man, He made him one way. He made a woman, He made him another way. Made her another way. There's two different covenants, two different plans, two different altogether between them, and they don't look alike. They're not look alike. They're not to act alike. They're different altogether. And women are trying to be like men, and men so sissified like a woman. I seen a boy yesterday in Cincinnati look like Miss Kennedy. That hair was out like that. God wants a man to look like a man. Wants a woman to look like a woman. I tell you, this Jezebel system of the devil's got the whole world in corruption. Not a sound place, and it's all putrefied sores. 
sores of cancer, malignancy of the devil that's eating the very core out of the, out of the systems that they've got set up here. Satan is a vulture feeding upon his own kingdom. He's a devil. He's an impure. He is the, the father of a lie. And he feeds upon the flesh of his own people. The devil. Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. The anointed Messiah. The believer holds to that word. God in his word is one. I and my word are one. You and your word are one. Then don't leave, use your own thoughts to use His thought. Then you're part of God because His word and you became the same. Then you're in the kingdom. Abraham called anything that was contrary to God's promise as though it wasn't. <laughs> yes, he, such as man-made systems today, he'd do the same thing. Then being in such a kingdom, I'm going to close. I just leave off some of these notes and close. Look, it's being in such a kingdom. What happens? Now, all is scolded. But in reverence and in respect and in sincerity as to the commission that was given me by the Word of God, that was given me by the Holy Spirit, to watch the flock, that he's set me over to it. Be an honorable to it. Staying with it regardless of what comes to shake it right and left and stay right here at this word. This is commission. Then if we receive a kingdom, Brother Branham, all these other people say, what denomination you belong to? Say, none. What are you? Because we're in a kingdom. Well, where do you meet in this? Where do you go? We sit in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, lifted up into the presence of our King. The kingdom! Glory! Now I begin to feel religious. The kingdom of God! Where they meet together, the Holy Spirit lifts them right up in the presence of the King and we sit together in heavenly places when we're baptized into Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's where we belong. All right. Wife said to me as we went to market, I told you last summer, we found one lady had a dress on. It was the strangest looking thing. She looked strange. She said, why is it? We know these women, some of them singing choirs around here. All friends. I'm going to say this, though it's tape. Might as well say it anyhow. You know. Now I say this through reverence and respect. Just hold on to this. You've seen thousands times thousands come to the platform. And you've seen that every time coming up there without one failure, Brother Argy, right here in Oil, the part of the world that we've been in around overseas, not one time does it fail for what to tell the truth. When I go to these places and see these robe choirs, those women and men standing there with those Golgotha gowns on, and hear them sing like angelic beings with a spirit of discernment. Look down there. If, if I had this morning to go pull five of them out of the whole world that wasn't guilty of s- filth, I don't know where I'd find them. That's a statement. But that's the truth. God knows it. My hands are on the Bible. 
That's right. I don't know where I'd find them. God would say, go get five that you know. I'd say, I don't know where I'll go. Oh, my. Such a system. Such filth. That's what the world wants. That's what it wanted then. That's what it wants now. That's what it's going to get now. Man standing there, being out with the next man's wife, drinking, smoking, and with a gown on to cover it up, thinking, God sees you, that fig leaf. Amen. That Eve standing there with enough guilt and filth in her heart to turn to water would float a boat. And standing there with a talent that by nature she received to sing and hold her voice till she's black in the face almost, trying to sing like some angel or something like that, and down beneath that gown, a scandal, filthy, dirty. You stand at the pulpit and say it, and she'll stick them lips up, painted, and walk out of the building and say, I don't have to hear such stuff as that. But you'll scream out someday for pity in hell. It'll be too late then. You receive it while you got a chance to receive it. You. Oh, my. But the church receives the kingdom. Now, when we sit in heavenly places and are lifted up into the presence of God, sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, knowing this with the assurance of faith that we're in the presence of our anointed king. Oh, there is to be a new heaven come forth and a new earth. And which will never part again as long as eternity lasts. We are looking for that new heavens and earth. This one, you can have all of it you want. For me, I want that one. It depends on where you set your affections. It depends on what post you tie to. You tie to your denominational post, you're going right down with it. If you tie to anything of this world, any politics and things like that, and trust in that, you'll sink with it. But my hopes is built on nothing less. Amen. Then Jesus' blood with righteousness all around my soul gives way and every minister turns me down and every creed runs me out and I have not even one place to go. He's all my hope and stay upon that rock. On Christ, that solid rock, I stand all other grounds of sinking sin. Someday I sh- maybe she'll be buried in a graveyard somewhere down beneath the sea in an airplane wreck killed in a train or automobile, wherever it might be that God has chosen for me to go. For this one thing, I know this, that I've anchored my soul in that haven of rest, gentlemen, in His Word. I believe it that this has got to be God's Word. God has to judge the world by something. If He judges by the church, which one of it is He going to judge by? Why, there's no such a thing as could be judged. Then there's only one thing that's left His Word. It's eternal. It can't be added to or taken away. I anchored my soul there with the simplicity of laying my hands up on my sacrifice, confessing that I'm no good at all. There's nothing in me, oh Lord God, send that Messiah upon me and change my being to what I was and make me in your own fashion the way you'd have me to be. Amen. No matter how much you could burn a body, how much you could destroy a person, how much you can talk against him or whatever he says, someday he'll raise us up again. And there is a kingdom that we receive that cannot be moved. Oh, my. And remember, of all this glorious thing that we are now enjoying, sitting in heavenly places, is just a prelude. Hallelujah! 
It's the prelude to what's a coming. That's just the introductory of the symphony. Oh, hallelujah. Talk about this shouting and praising and glorifying and magnifying the Lamb. One day when the angels stand around the earth, the curvature of the earth with bowed heads, and hear that little blood wash group sing them redemptive songs of the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I want to be a join with them. Let me take my place with her now. Let me make my assurance. Jesus is mine. I'll take him and his word. Yes. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we see the world falling apart and nations are breaking and Israel's awakening, the signs that the prophets foretold, the Gentiles' days not numbered with horrors encumbering, return or dispersed to your own. We thank thee for the day of redemption that's drawing nigh. Help us in the hustle and bustle of the day to not lose sight of the objective which you placed us on this earth for, to which we know it's to seek a city whose builder and maker is God. Help us, Father, to be diligent in serving you. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
And they are nailing His precious body To the cross now Is that a soldier I see piercing his side I hear him asking Father please please forgive me this is God's son and the world 